Welcome back to another episode of The Scorer's Table. We're back with part two of our four-part series, previewing every single NBA team going into next season. I'm William Robbins, joined, as always, by Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? We are back. Took a li- only only like a week hiatus. You know, we had to get our shit straight. I'm moved into college now. I've got a beautiful view. But at the same time, I'm pissed off at the same time because it's fucking welcome week. And there's crowds <laughs> everywhere. There's balloons. I was walking. I was literally just walking about to get some soup so I could cook some soup in my room, okay? I was going to get some fucking soup. And there's tables on the entire thing, the entire, like, fucking common. People are trying to hand things to me. People are, like, saying, oh, you want to join this club? You want to join that club? I felt like I was in the red light district. I felt <laughs> like I was on Canal Street with illegal watches being thrust at me. It was insane. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. My... Short, I'm ready for this dumb fucking festivities that I hate every single year to be over. Oh, yeah, and it's, a peace and quiet. Peace it's and a quiet. Annoying. I I start school tomorrow, and it's like it's like we're 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 in our senior years. We just kind of want to be like like in and out. I don't know. I don't well, I don't want to be there. What's that? <laughs> I'm old at this point. <laughs> yeah, these freshmen look young. Like they look young out here. Seriously, like seriously, I I dropped uh, I dropped my girlfriend off at school, and uh, and and. And like just people were walking by, and I was, and I, I swear to God, I thought some of them were like siblings of people being dropped off at school. And she's like, "No, those are freshmen." This is insane. I don't, I don't remember being looking that young as a freshman, but eh, I probably was. Who am I kidding? Shit, man. Yeah, I, man, I thought I was grown when I was a senior in high school. <laughs> no, <laughs> psych. No, no, <laughs> nah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, all right. So, uh, so, so let's let's start off with our our first team here that we're going to be talking about. They finished last year as the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference, going forty-two and forty. The Orlando Magic. Ooh. They had a rough offseason, I think. Um, I would I I would agree with that because their their offseason didn't completely make sense. No. And here's the thing with the Orlando Magic when you look at their roster because they technically on paper. They have a lot of guys that you would want on your team, right? Oh, they yeah, got of course. Alf Rucamino, Kem Birch, Evan Fournier is someone I think who can play in a playoff game. Of Aaron course, I, I love Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, yeah. yeah. Of course, our boy Jonathan Isaac, you know, um, and they've got whatever uh, Mobamba is. They've got um, uh, whatever Mobamba is. <laughs> whatever Mobamba is, he's. He well, I know one thing year. about. I know one thing about Mobamba. Mobamba oh, <laughs> is very, very raw. As always, you know. <laughs> no, the problem. The problem with the Orlando Magic roster is their team is filled with guys that are like four through ten on a good team. I agree with that. The Mostly only- around like number seven. Yeah, like the thing with the Orlando Magic is, it's like the roster is like. It's like a missed shopping trip. It's like going shopping for dinner, buying some cilantro, some nice onions, some garlic, some nice uh, chili powder, stuff like that. Maybe some cinnamon, some cinnamon. You know, you've got some nice ingredients there, but they need a main course. Yeah. You can't just fucking eat cilantro for dinner. Like, I'm sure, you know, I like cilantro. Get some fucking rosemary or something. But, no. like, 
Actually, actually, I'm for gonna, dinner. You need a steak. You need some chicken. I'm going to take, take your example and go off of that because I actually like it. Their okay. roster feels like you went into a grocery store and just like you were walking through. You're like, oh, bag of chips. I will take that. Ooh, ooh, some broccoli. I will take that. But then you get home and it's like, wait, this is this. None of this makes sense together. It's like me in a bodega after two blunts. All right. Just taking random things, but uh, but no, exactly. But yeah, the they, their their roster, their roster. It's like it's all guys that just, I don't know, I don't know. So so they're they're favored, or uh, according to Vegas, they're expected to win forty three and a half games. Ooh, that sounds a little high. It's high, that, isn't that's it? Game and a half more than they won last year. Oh fuck no! I feel like that's pretty high. That's high. I'm going for me. I'm going under. I'm going about 37 wins. That's if they keep it all together. And one guy that we forgot to actually completely, two guys we haven't talked about at all so far are Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic. And Vucevic was, he wasn't their big signing this offseason. He was a big re-signing. They gave him a hell of a lot of money. And to his credit, you know, Vuce, Vuce did work last year. Yeah. He had a really good season. He's someone who could be, who's not only just a great he could he could be a a great third option on a title team and could even you could make a case against a with a really great player next to him he has a chance at being a, maybe a second guy yeah but, he was he was terrible last year in the playoffs yeah. but i like the his contract it's a four year deal and it starts off as a lot of money but then it goes from 28 million to 26 then 24 and then 22 so it's so it's kind of a front loaded contract which means that as he progressively will get worse because he's already like 31 or something. I don't even, I don't even know how old he is, but he, he's been in the league. He's been in the league for like eight seasons. Um, uh-huh. as, he's 28, he, as he gets actually. older, he's only 28, he only 28? he's only hmm. 28. Wow. Hmm. Okay. He's the same age as Terrence Ross. Interesting. All right. But whatever. So, so his contract, his contract is, uh, is decreasing every year. So that's, that's good. Basically, their roster is the same exact thing as the 2016 Charlotte Bobcats, Charlotte Hornets, excuse me. Mm, and I the like reason that. is, is because it's literally same coach too. <laughs> they they made a run, and they were like, "Oh wow, we won 43 games last year. I guess we have to max out Nick Batum." It's the same thing. <laughs> they won like 42 games last year, and they're like, well, we can't possibly give up this core because it's it's the building blocks or something. The problem is they don't have the building block player except for, and this is a guy that no one is just talking about at all, Markel Fultz. Yep. Markel Fultz, okay. Is, 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 there a big old, is there a bigger wild card guy in the entire league? Oh, of course not. Of course not. Nobody has any idea what he's going to be. I mean, obviously, I hope that he'll be great. Or, I mean, talk about that would be a comeback story for the ages. But the fact yeah. that no one's really beat the yips has to go as a mark against him. But, you know, I, and, you know, obviously, we don't want to put too much stock in these offseason workout videos. That his shot looks, his shot looks back to normal. It, it looks better. It looks he, a lot better. He's, he's an exception with the summer workout video because for him – it, it was never about, like, athleticism. Like, Markel Fultz is probably one of the fastest guys in the league. He, he's got an incredible change of speed, change of direction, ball handling, passing. Everything about him is great. Like, currently, even yes. last season. 
except for the fact that he couldn't not shoot a basketball. Mm-hmm. And for him, the summer workout videos, it's not like, oh, wow, guys, look, it's Devin Booker and uh, and and uh, Zach Levine scoring against uh, third-tier Division two college players. <laughs> for for that for Markel Fultz, it's about whoa, he can lift the basketball above his head now. Yes, and shoot and it in a productive way. That's huge. <laughs> yes, no, it is. It is more more than anything else. It's just for him. It's just the confidence to be able to shoot a, the basketball, and and it sounds so stupid, but for him, it's all that matters. I think that Markel Fultz, if he can come back, and this is such a big if then they are a lock for the over. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say a lock for the over, but I might, I, I might, I would push. What if, if he comes back and would it would at shock least push you. pushing would be a safe bet. Would it absolutely shock you if next year, Markel Fultz averaged 15, nine. Oh, would it? it? It would not. It would not. I mean, obviously, that's the biggest hole in their team because, you know... Now, granted, he hasn't played more than, like, 15 (laughs) games in a season. Yes. But but I think that something like 15 and 9 is totally conceivable for a guy that's still only, like, 20 years old and was the number one pick in the draft compared to, like, Damian Lillard. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm completely with you on that. I mean, he he plays freaking point guard, which is obviously... Excuse me. Their worst position on the team. I mean, they've got oh, yeah. I mean, Jay Augustine, who I now call like Mike. I call him <laughs> Calvin Cambridge after last year's playoffs because that, 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 that DJ Augustine ain't coming back. And then there's Michael Witness Protection Carter Williams, one of my favorite players to make fun of in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, I mean, obviously. Wait, 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 wait. wait. They're, they're paying another point guard. Who? CJ Watson. Oh. <laughs> now, now, he hasn't played a game in like four years, but they're still paying him. Oh boy, <laughs> no, that's crazy. The thing, uh, one one last thing about the Magic is that they also just have like five power forwards now. They've got yeah. Okeke, who they drafted out of Auburn, who a lot of people like, who seems like he has a lot of potential. They've got well, John Isaac's more of a three, but he can play the four. They've got whatever Aaron Gordon is. Every single year, we've already brought this up, I think, on past podcasts. But every single year, it's like a, it, it, they should there should be like the the first few weeks before the season should be called. Like the Aaron Gordon month, Aaron Gordon day. Yep. Is this the year where we actually like figure out what Aaron Gordon is as a basketball player? Because we never have an idea. Nope. I have no idea. He's only nope. twenty three. Nope. He's only twenty three. I'm, I'm out. I'm I'm out on him too. I'm pretty much I'm close to out on him too. But oh, I'm fully out. I am two <laughs> feet done? out the door, and the door's been slammed. <laughs> <laughs> I just he he's. Aaron Gordon is first team all, you forget he's on the court. Yes, that is true. And that's a tough thing for me to overcome in my mind. He took a step back in pretty much every statistical category last year, except for assists, and went up in turnovers. Now, he played like he played pretty much the most games he's ever played, 16 points a game, 7 rebounds. Great. But if I watch an Orlando Magic game... And then he checks out, and they're like, Aaron Gordon checks out after playing the last eight minutes, and I cannot tell you a thing he did on the court. I'm out. That, I mean, is, that, is, that is Andrew Wiggins. That is... Um, that Romeo is, Langford last year. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm, 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 I'm excited for Romeo Langford. I couldn't help it. <laughs> yes, Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Green, all the, those guys. Even well, not even at least for Jeff Green, you knew he was on the court because he would do something wrong. <laughs> he would, he he would miss like three straight shots, and you'd be like, "Why is he even in the game?" Like Aaron Gordon doesn't miss enough shots to not like it. Just need, it's like he shoots like forty five percent, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm out on him. He's super athletic. He's the the idea of him is great, but I don't see him putting it together. Nah, I I agree. I I, I honestly pretty much agree with that. I'll give him a tiny. I, I give him a chance because he's 23. But hey, we got to move on to more interesting plays than Aaron Gordon. I would say their best case right, scenario. So, so, the, yeah. the Magic's best case scenario for me this year is is that a Markel Fultz shows something. B. Yep. Isaac keeps rising. We like we yep. like Jonathan we, Isaac. We, we are this, we, uh, the Scores Table podcast well, is a pro Jonathan <laughs> Isaac podcast. You <laughs> might as well change the name of this podcast to the Jonathan Isaac Stan Report. Yes, we 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 are both in love with Jonathan Isaac. Totally known as the Sean Kilpatrick Stan Report a few years ago. Now, okay, here here's a, here's a good question: Who is older, Markel Fultz or Jonathan Isaac? Is Isaac one year older? I, yeah, Isaac is about a year older. Markel Fultz is so young. He really is. We, we talk about Jonathan Isaac being young, and he's a year, like almost a year older than Fultz. <laughs> That's Incredible. insane. Incredible. That's insane. I will say Incredible. the other part of my best case scenario is Aaron Gordon gets traded, and possibly if the Magic aren't off to a great start, I think just because he does have a good contract. You should at least kick the tires on Vucevic. You should kick the tires. Kick the if tires. Oh no! If you're, if I'm, if I'm a team, and because there, there are certain teams where I think that Aaron Gordon could reach his potential. It's just not on the Magic. I, 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 I agree with that. Who do you think? I think, I think that he would be. I think that he would be a great fit in in Indiana, next to like a Miles Turner or a Sabonis, depending on who they eventually decide to keep. Um, I don't. Hate the fit next to Towns. I don't love it either, but I certainly don't hate it. I'm just talking about like conceivable places I could see him. What do you think about maybe OKC? But why? It's. A, I mean, he's a player that if, if you're OKC, you can take a risk on. Yeah, but what are they doing right now? But what? What's the point? He's like 25. He's like 25, 26 years old. They just. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't need oh. that. Oh, oh yeah. no, 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 Vucevic, Vucevic, you mean. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Aaron Gordon this time. Yeah, 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 I am, I am too. I'm talking about, yeah, I think Gordon, I was, with, I don't know, Steven Adams. The Thunder still have interesting players on their roster, even oh, though I wouldn't want to play. Thunder, the, the, the Thunder should be trying to sell everyone anyway, not build around this core. Yeah, yeah. The Thunder, yeah. The thunder should be literally the, um, hey, guys, we have Shea Gildress Alexander. Anyone else is available for literally anything? Yeah, no, I'm. I I don't. I don't disagree with that necessarily. I probably All say right. the worst case is Terrence Ross is Alba T Ross. The, See what I did the there? Worst case, the worst. The worst case is that uh, <laughs> is, is that Terrence Ross is now paid and doesn't have to worry anymore. Yeah, which I mean is true. He is paid and doesn't have to worry anymore. It's just hopefully he'll play well. Yeah, that's the key. 
Hopefully, that his his three point magic of last year wasn't a wasn't a one and done year. Yeah, I, I see their most is. I see their most likely scenario as they win exact they go exactly like forty two and forty same thing as last year and they sneak into the eight seed and get just massacred by Giannis. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to the next team. Mm-hmm. Next team is the Miami Heat. So the Miami Heat expected to win forty three and a half games this year. Last year, they won 39. They added Jimmy Butler. What do you think? Uh, I, it, I'm right around 43 wins for Miami. However... Yeah, 43 just feels exactly right. It seems right. I might go over like like 44, maybe. But I actually have a, qu- a quick question about the win total. It, are we going to see like a lot of load management Jimmy Butler this year? I Okay, yeah. See, that's the thing. So Jimmy Butler... I'm I'm gonna read you how many games he's played each of the last few years. Okay. Sixty-five, fifty-nine, seventy-six, sixty-seven, sixty-five, sixty. So on average he misses between ten to twenty games a year. Okay. My feeling with Jimmy with with the Miami Heat is I don't feel like this is gonna be their roster past the trade deadline. I think mm-hmm. I still feel like they end up trading for Chris Paul. It still feels like they have another move to make. And I also think that people are sleeping on Goran Dragic. A hundred percent. hundred percent on that one. I, I completely mean, agree. He, he was, he was terrible last year, but he only played 36 games. And for the most part in his career, he's been like really durable. 75 games, 73 games, 72, 78, 75, 77. He's been someone that's like reliable in games. I think he just had one freak year. I agree. Goran Dragic is legitimately good at playing the game of basketball. Not maybe my biggest hot take ever, but that's something <laughs> that people seem to it's something that to- people seem to be forgetting about. Like he's he's a good point guard. Yeah, now he's getting up there in age. Obviously, he's been in the league. This will be his 12th year. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not he's not a uh would you rather have him or Eric Bledsoe? Goran Dragic. I kind of agree. <laughs> I would, he, he's less likely to just completely shit the bed in a playoff game. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just like a massive bomb is dropped. And Goran people Dragic, are going everywhere. Goran Dragic was an all-star mess. one That's year ago. That's what Eric Bledsoe might be. Yeah. He, he was an all-star one year ago. My feeling with the Miami Heat is I could very easily see everything clicking and Eric Spolster is a genius, and Winslow finally takes that step that we're all expecting in year five. Um, Myers Leonard, Kelly Olenek, great floor spacing. James Johnson just scares a bunch of people on the court. Bam <laughs> takes that next step. Like, I could see I, all Tyler that Tyler Harrow. Tyler I Harrow. Could, I, okay, maybe. I don't know. He's He's actually... Okay, here's the thing. I'm not a huge Tyler Harrow fan just because, like, I don't know. He kind of rubbed me the wrong way at the draft for some reason because he got a really shitty suit. Um, but <laughs> that was really it. Anyway, um, uh, he's like he's, Tyler Harris is the type of dude to like put Migos lyrics in like all his Instagram captions. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There, 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 there's there's just there's not a huge track record of uh, Spolstra playing rookies. That's why yeah. I'm kind of. However, you know, whatever on him. 
if Tyler Hero can hit open threes, if he can hit open threes, there's a real path to him putting up 13 a game this year. Do you, do you know who else showed out in Summer League? Yeah. Josh Selby. Josh Selby shared MVP with Damian Lillard. Josh Selby was good like a long time ago. Glenn Rice Jr. won Summer League MVP. Oh. Uh, I used to be friends with a girl who was uh, Glenn Rice Jr.'s ex-girlfriend. I think I told you that. You did. You did. Yeah. That's the only reason why that name still is in my mind. It's not one of the Somewhere. better claim to fame that you'll find. <laughs> no, I mean it's a, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a fact. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the hey, I, I can't the say sky is blue and and Glenn Rice Jr. is in fact a basketball player. Yes, he is. These are indisputable indisputable facts. Yeah, if I dated a WNBA player, I'd be I'd be maybe. Stunning a tiny bit, maybe once in a while. Yeah, why not? I don't know. <laughs> why not? I mean, this, this, this got weird. So, <laughs> okay, what is, was kind of valid back in the day. She wasn't bad, she was kind of cute. So, what is the most likely scenario for the Miami Heat? <laughs> I say, I say it's a it's they get the seventh seed. Jimmy Butler misses about 15 games, they win 44 games, and then they push Philly to seven games in the playoffs. And Jimmy Butler makes- just goes ab- absolutely off in that series as a, as a total fuck you to the 76ers and Ben oh, Simmons. Jimmy Jimmy would go apeshit in that, that ass. I, I completely agree with you. I think the Heat are pretty much a lock for the seventh seed just because they, they have a legitimate star on their team. That's not something that the rest of the non-Chicago Bulls teams can say. And uh, I, guess, I guess the Pistons have Blake. But I mean, I, I mean, I would obviously rather have Jimmy Butler than Blake Griffin at this point. But um, really, I would, yeah. Contracts aside, yeah, I like. Okay, Blake Griffin had a very good year last year, but I, I still, I Jimmy Butler is still better than him. So sorry, okay, I so would is. I. So would I, but I'm, I'm not like definitely. I, I would, I would say, you're slightly. Not, you're not gung ho about it. No, no, I'm certainly not going to go shout it from the rooftops. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll let the, <laughs> I'm just going to wake mad people up in Flatbush. <laughs> they're already awake. Wow. They're, they're, they're already awake making noise outside. Oh, I'm mad. I, I'm, I'm tight that I missed the Caribbean Festival the other day. I'm not happy about it. I'm very sad about it. Yeah, like, I was... I'm trying uh, to be out here. Like, bro, I went to the Caribbean Festival in the past. That place is, is fantastic. I'm, I'm just eating jerk chicken and oxtails, dancing with scantily clad women in thongs. Are you, talking, are you talking about the one that happened in Flatbush or the one that happened in Times Square? No, no, no. The one. The, the, what, what actually happened in Times Square? No, I'm, I'm talking about the one on oh, Eastern Parkway. Yeah, a whole, uh, a whole um, thing happened and it closed like half a Times Square. And of huh? course, literally. I've, I have lived here. It was like a whole like Jamaican festival. I've lived here for three years. Fantastic. I've probably been to Times Square like I've probably been to Times Square like four times ever in my life. Yeah. And one of those times was this past weekend because I had to get to the subway that was in Times Square. <laughs> and I had to walk through an entire Jamaican like like EDM concert. There's it was Jamaican EDM. I listened yeah, to a ton it was, of dancehall, but I had no idea Jamaican EDM was a thing. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. I was with my brother. It was just weird. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Shout out anyway. to all my Caribbean people. Shout out to all my Caribbean people. I love all you guys. Anyway, you want, you want to move on to the next team? 
on to the next team. Oh, but, oh, oh worst, ca- worst case scenario play. for the Heat. Jimmy Butler, just his body completely breaks down because he has more minutes than ever, any non-LeBron player in the league, pretty much. Well, that's not really... That's that's part A of their worst case scenario. Part B is that every player on the team develops a visceral hatred for him. That's true. Yes. That's true. Part does that, does anyone think that Jimmy Butler is there for the Heat? Like, he's obviously just there to live in South Beach with no taxes. Uh... No, I, I disagree. I disagree. I think that really? there's I think that Jimmy has a certain mentality and I don't want to sound like a Jimmy Butler apologist because you know I think he does have to be held accountable to a degree. Not just to For a degree. His he does last have to three disasters. Yes. However, I, I I like understand where he's coming from in a weird way. As far as not I mean he had to, Jimmy Butler had to be on the same team as Wiggins. Lots of players have had to be on the same team as Wiggins. You don't see them having a hissy fit. <laughs> it's true, but I, I, it's like I understand where he's coming from because we don't know if Towns has that next that next level drive in him. We don't know no. if Simmons has it. We don't even really know if Embiid has it, if he's going to come to the Embiid season does. in great shape. I, I think he does. I think he does. However, it's not proven that he does. No, no. So, I can understand Jimmy's frustration with those situations. And I can also see how he could go to a place, obviously, like South Beach, and, and see someone like Pat Riley, who's in the meeting. He's probably got, like, ten rings on his fingers from all Tree the city. He's way to there, too. Yeah, and you got Coach Spo. You got a real infrastructure there. You know, like, the Heat, like... Know what I they're think, doing. I think the entire, Elton Brand doesn't know what he's doing. He he kind of knows what he's doing. He's made no, a he few doesn't. nice moves, but no. he's like like what? <laughs> What's a nice move that Elton Brand has made? Drafted Landry Shamit. <laughs> and then what happened to Landry Shamit? <laughs> and uh, and the Miami first round pick. Oof. Okay. Yeah. El- Elton Brand is like it's it's really kind of crazy. Elton they're Brand is the John Gruden. Of- how much? Elden Brand is the John Gruden of the NBA. He might be. I like them getting Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I do too. It, it, it was a pretty it, that that trade worked out for both teams. Anyway, well, I think that was more of I think that was more of the Miami Heat being like, ah, uh, this is a salary that'll work. Anyway, last yeah. team to talk about from this division is the Atlanta Hawks. ATL. Who? Okay. The Atlanta Hawks are, let's see their, their win total here. Um, okay, 33 and a half games. Huh. This they is won 29 last year. That's hard because on one hand, okay, I'm going, I'm, I might push on this one. I might say they're right at 33, 34-ish because... There's definitely, and I've actually thought of this myself as far as thinking about the Hawks making the playoffs. However, that's still just like a little quick for me, you know, to take that next step for this team I don't because see they, that happening. They, they do have so many young bodies, like, you know, DeAndre Hunter. Fact, I'm actually going to go Reddish. the opposite. I say it's an, I, say, I would bet the under. You would bet the under? I'd bet the under. And the reason is they're relying on a lot of guys who are just have played less than two or three years in the league. Yes. Like John Collins is like their elder statesman of like guys that are actually going to play. And he's been playing for two years. 
Alex Len still there? Alex Len is still there. That's fair. You can, That's you can fair. tell them Robert Sarver stories. <laughs> now, they have a really weird roster. They have Chandler Parsons, Evan Turner, and Alan Crabb on this team. Salary dump, salary dump, salary dump. Yeah, which but is it just, smart, it's just... Which is great. Which is oh, smart. no, no, no. It's really... It's a smart front office move. Mm-hmm. From, but from a playing point of view this season, it's like, well, these guys are going to want minutes. I don't know. I, I would I, I would give Evan Turner minutes a few, maybe 15. Give Alan Crabb a few. I think that Kevin Herter can learn a lot from Alan Crabb. Uh, how so? How to, how to move without the basketball? I don't know. I think I Alan mean, Crabb's not terrible Alan at that. Alan Crabb is one of actually, you know when we were talking about earlier, guys you forget are on the court? Alan Crabb yeah. is in my Hall of Fame of those guys. Alan Crabb will put— Alan Crabb- but Alan Crabb was a standstill shooter. He was he he was never supposed to be a star. But Alan Crabb will put up forty points in like thirty three minutes one game. Oh, and then the Alan Crabb game, ever scored forty points? He, he has. Really? Look this up. Look this up. This is a fact. Well, this is a fact. I remember he did it at the end of not this past season, but the end of the last bad net season. Oh, 41. You're right. Yep, this is the fact. He like Crabb can just go off. But then he'll just like literally just won't shoot for an entire game. Not just not just miss shots. He'll literally take four three pointers, which is what he's on the court did, paid to do. That's what he's paid to do. Anyway, yeah. No. No. Like, no the I rest think- of their roster. The rest of their roster. I like what they built around Trey Young. Yeah. It's all switchable guys that can shoot and can give him room, and don't really need the ball in their hands. Herder, Herder, we saw last year. He he could take another jump. Uh, Hunter and Reddish, those are wild card guys. But but as you know, I was very high on Cam Reddish just because I think that he's got like crazy defensive potential. Yeah, he's 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 kind of actually reminds me of John Isaac, like the way he came into the pros. Do you know that Jabari Parker's on this team? Oh yeah, that's why I don't give their offseason grade an A because that move made no sense. Weird. Really weird. That's a weird move. That's a weird move. You know what else like actually stuck in my craw about this offseason? What's that? They, they just they let Omari Spellman just go for nothing. I kind of like yeah, Omari Spellman. I like I Spellman. Like, isn't that like a young, a kind of a weird young player like that? Someone you want on your team? Like, it yeah, just it doesn't was, make sense to me. It was a good pickup for uh, for Golden State, getting him for literally nothing. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. Now, here, here's my very quick Trey Young rant. Okay. Have we, as a basketball community, maybe jumped the ship or, or or jumped the gun, I should say, on pronouncing Trey Young a future star? Are people pronouncing Trey Young a future star just yet? Yeah, people are people are saying that. Well, hold on, Dallas did not win the Trey Young trade anymore, the Luka Doncic trade anymore. They still won. They definitely won it. It's just not like. A, a trade of epic proportions. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But here, here's my very quick Trey Young rant. Uh, statistically, this the worst defender in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Shot 41% from the field, 32% from three-point. And did I mention he was the worst defender in the league last year? Oh, yeah, he's atrocious. So... He makes Isaiah Thomas look like Gary Payton. Yeah, at least Isaiah like would always <laughs> like like Isaiah Isaiah 
got got screwed over because of his size. Trey Young is is a generous six two, but I feel like he just also just a lack of effort there sometimes. Well, Trey Young also just like needs to like. We talked about you going to the gym earlier before. Will <laughs> Trey Young hasn't seen a barbell in his life. I don't think. I'm not sure about it. Trey Young is skinny. He is skinny. Trey Young needs to do some push ups. He needs to do some dips. He needs to do something. Cause this, <laughs> cause this ain't cutting it. What he's doing, whatever he's doing right now. Um, like I think I, I, the thing with Trey Young is we all see the talent, you know, we all see the talent. Yeah. But it's, it's, and the pieces around him make sense. I'm not coordinating him a star just yet, but it's in, it's a hundred percent. We can see it. We can see it, but it's not, he's not there just yet. He needs this next season to develop. He needs more time to develop. Until. Until he is at least a passable defender, mm-hmm. that team cannot make it out of the first round. I agree with that. I agree with that. So so my best case scenario for them is everything clicks. It's great. Um, John Collins takes the next step. I love John Collins. I think he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Young comes back a little bit stronger. DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish just shoot the lights out from three-point, play some great defense. Jabari Parker um, forgets what basketball is and doesn't show up to camp. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I, could, I, could see, I could see them surpri- winning a surprising 39 games. You could? I could. 39 that games? Said, that being said, I think, that, Ooh, I think that, that that's my best-case scenario. My scenario that I expect is for them to win probably about 30 games and just be a super fun league pass team with kind of a confusing roster. I'm pretty much with you on that just because we'll get to this in uh, our next category of the, uh, the um, what's it called? Not the AFC, the, the East, the East Central. Oh, <laughs> the wow. East Central. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I did. I was just blanked on that. I have no idea how. I just blanked on that. Oh, 10 nothing Yankees. Yankees, we're fucking here. Red Sox ass this year. Red Sox are trash. New York, we're taking the chip. We're taking the chip. I'm half watching the Yankees game while we record this podcast. Anyway, getting back to it. The dregs of the, the, uh, the East are less dreggy than, than last year. Like, the worst yeah. teams are better. Like, the, the oh, Knicks are going to steal some games. You know, Charlotte got Rozier. That's huge. (laughs) (laughs) Just had to get that in there. Yeah. I mean, obviously Charlotte and, you know, Cleveland's going to suck again this year. They're definitely tanking. But, you know, those other than that, the other teams, I think, are going to be a little more feisty. So Atlanta's going to have some more competition there. Anyway, we got to get on to the next division. All right. Yeah, let's let's get on to our, our last division here of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start off with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. So, yeah, last year, Milwaukee won 60 games. They were the best team in the entire league mm-hmm. uh, for the regular season. They're expected to win 58 games this year after winning, like I said, 60 last year. I think that 58, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm taking the over. I'm thinking over. I think they're going to be right around think, where they were last year. I th- I could see them winning 63, 64. Now, I could too. Now, now they lost um, 
They lost Malcolm Brogdon, which is huge. He was low-key their second best player last year. Very low-key. <laughs> Very low-key. I'm not calling him the second best player okay, last year. Okay, that's fair. I still got to give it to Chris Middleton, but he was very good last year. He was 100% the third best player with potential to be in the conversation for second. I'll say that. Now, here's here's the reason why I, I like the Milwaukee to win even more games. Like Milwaukee to win even more games. Mm-hmm. I really like some of the moves they made, um, like shoring up their bench. Yes. I love I love them getting Wesley Matthews. I love them getting Robin Lopez. I love them bringing George Hill back. Uh, I like um, uh, who else did they bring in? They brought in um, oh Dragon Bender. For some reason, I am now high on Dragon Bender again. He's twenty one. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I like I could totally see like Dragon Bender learning like behind Brooke Lopez is perfect. Yeah, like, like there could not be a better player for him to learn from. One hundred percent. And on top of that, Giannis is going to be in in MVP mode all season, especially if this uh, if this FIBA run that he's on keeps happening because they just got they got whooped today by uh, um drawing a total blank of who they were beaten by, but 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 Giannis was held up to only thirteen points. Mm-hmm. If he kind of gets messed up a little bit in FIFA, he's gonna or sorry, he's gonna come back into the NBA and just want to be on a tear, just wanting to show that like, hey, that's not real. Like this is who I am. Yeah. Or, or flip side, they win FIBA, and now he's now he now he tastes the championship, and now he wants that's all he wants. Yeah. King but Giannis, just bitch. R- regardless, I'm I'm expecting a a. Uh, a nice redemption or a nice redemption tour after what what happened to them in the playoffs last year. Okay, okay. I really I, think I really think that, that Robin Lopez is a huge signing for him. Milwaukee is my is my East Finals pick. Uh, I'll make that clear off the rip. Um, and I still like this team. I, I like this team, even though I think George Hill's playoff performance was definitely that's definitely what got him this new contract. And it definitely might have been a fluke or just his last gasp of being a good bench player. Like I'm I'm really kind of worried that he is washed because he didn't he looked bad that's that time that he was with the Kings. Oh, oh let me, it was let, the me Kings let me back then. Let me clarify. When I say I like them bringing back George Hill, I don't love the contract. I just love them bringing him back. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't particularly like the contract that he's on. It's it's a lot of money. No, I'm with you on that. They didn't really have a better option. I don't really care much about Wesley Matthews, but I think Kyle Korver, you know, was was a really good pickup. And even though That's he's, right. he's obviously I forgot about Kyle Korver. Not, I mean, he's long in the tooth at this point. He's 38, but Kyle Korver just stand in the corner and make open threes. Make open threes. That's all you need to do. They still got Ilya Sova there. Pat Connaughton can give you some minutes. For some reason, Sterling Brown is someone <laughs> I, I think about once in a while. I say, "Oh yeah, Sterling Brown, not bad." And um, and and if they're ever playing against the Celtics, they oh, have yeah. ninety-eight Michael Jordan on their roster. Yes, they do. Chris Middleton. <laughs> oh my god! It's you know, incredible. I'm I'm always here for it when twin brothers play on the same team. Oh or yeah, brothers or siblings play on the same team. So I mean, I'm uh, I'm hyped for the Lopez brothers this year. I will say Stanford is an underrated NBA college in in recent 
times, you know? They've got the Lopez brothers, you know, Josh Childress, Casey yep. Ocpala, one of my sleeper rookies on the Heat. You know, Stanford, Stanford's got some guys. Shouts out to the yeah. West Coast. Anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, I've got them about 61, 62 wins win the East. What's your what's your worst case scenario for them? Oh, by the way, my best case scenario for them is also the scenario that I think is going to happen. I completely agree. That was so, my 62 wins is my best case scenario. I mean, it's honestly, 64 is, is, is the best. 64, 65 is the best case scenario. What's your worst I, case I, scenario? Besides, I mean, besides, besides, like, Giannis getting hurt and they win 41 games. Yeah, I mean, the worst case scenario is it's like, uh, fuck, we're paying Chris Middleton $30 million a year. That's the worst case scenario. Brooke Lopez starts looking a little older, even though he's only 31. The Lopez brothers are only 31, which is pretty kind of, which is really incredible. And there are other, the other veterans on the roster look washed. And, oh, we forgot to talk about Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe just yeah, that was a on purpose. Disaster. It's a complete disaster. That's I'm so happy I was on the right side of history when they announced that contract. <laughs> it was hard to not be on the right side of history. I think. I, I, I mean, they're, they're, like I remember Bill Simmons went on his podcast, and they're like, "Brilliant!" Like they they went out and signed him like before he got to the market. He's looked great this year, and I was like, "That's a lot of money for Eric Bledsoe." It is yep. You anyway, and then, anyway, uh, yep. And then Simmons knew he was wrong on that one. Yep, yep, yeah. Simmons, but yeah, Eric yeah. Bledsoe. Woof, yikes! He All right, so next team, Indiana Pacers. Uh they are they are expected to win forty-seven and a half games. Last year they won forty-eight. Um. Uh, is going to be out at least the first few months of the season. Uh, best case scenario is probably get him back around November, December. More realistically, it'll be January. Um, I like this team with Oladipo a lot. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of just guys that I like. I agree. I completely I, agree. I mean, they 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 brought in some good guys this offseason. They brought in T.J. Warren. They brought in Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Shouts out to James Jones, the asset owner. <laughs> now, now they lost. Uh, they lost Bogdanovich, which is pretty huge. He was their leading scorer last year after Oladipo went down. But for me. I I look at their their win loss projections and it's for them it's nearly impossible for me to pick a win loss because I have no idea when Oladipo is coming back, so I, I'm actually going to do a, a best and worst case scenario for them in the playoffs. Oh okay okay. I'm I think with that, you on that I think that their best case scenario is assuming Oladipo, uh, their best case is Oladipo comes back takes a little bit of time to adjust, but by the play by the time the playoffs arrive he is back to being Victor Oladipo. And they they can they can make a they can make the Eastern uh, Conference semifinals a seven game series. I'm with you on that. I'm with now, you on that. The reason why I wouldn't have them making it to the conference finals or anything it's it's just it's literally just because it's hard to build that much chemistry in like half a year. Yeah. Um. But unfortunately. Their worst case scenario is also what I think is their most likely scenario, yeah, where 
where Oladipo doesn't come back until a little bit later. And then this ends up being a two-year injury kind of Hayward act. Ooh. It's completely would, possible. It's completely that, possible. That would, and that would be really bad for them. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. For me, Bogdanovich is the most intriguing piece that they're missing now. I mean, I mean, that's, that's not the right way of putting it. But, like, but, but you get the idea, like, how they're going to make up for his absence, I'm not sure about. I'm really not. I mean, TJ McConnell was a nice signing. Jeremy what? Lamb is... You're just using buying two different players there. Oh, <laughs> TJ, <laughs> TJ, TJ McConnell is a nice signing. Jeremy Lamb, uh, you know, 10.5 million. He's making that much money, but, I mean, it's... Oof. But, you know, I mean, Jeremy Lamb, Lamb can contribute, you know? I think, I think that... Uh... I love Goka uh, and Warren can, first can give him some baskets. Of course, but though those guys would co- can compensate pretty decently for Bogdanovich, I don't think it's exactly the same. And Malcolm Brogdon's making a lot of fucking money. He's making a lot of money. Will he's making a lot of money? He's making how much money is he making? Twenty million dollars. Oh, Malcolm Brogdon, really? Are we sure Malcolm Brogdon's that good? He's 26. Is Malcolm Brogdon going to get dramatically better in the next year? No, 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 not at all. Um, I think that's a that, problem think, for me. That's a problem I think that, for me. I don't know that he's a perfect fit next to Oladipo. I would agree with that, but, I mean, yeah. Eventually they're going to have to decide between Turner and Sabonis, though. I agree I, with that. I don't who think do you, they can play together. Who, do you, who, who would you take? Sabonis. I think that they're, they agree with you. I think that them taking Goga Bitadze high in the draft this year says something about that because Bitadze is actually pretty similar to Miles Turner. He's only 20, 6'11", 245, can block shots, rebound, has some nice touch, can shoot jump shots, big, t- big strong guy. I think that he could be the guy that they're grooming to replace him. Yeah. And... Yeah, I think, it, it, I think it, it with Miles sense. Turner. Miles Turner. Miles Turner's a much better defensive player than Sabonis. Uh-huh. But I just Miles Miles Turner is another one of those guys in the Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Gordon category. In that, if you look at him as a person, and you can see, and you'll see a highlight of him like blocking a shot or like dunking on someone, you'd be like, "Holy crap, this dude is." 6'11", he's absolutely jacked, and he's dunking on people. He must be, like, a top three center in the league. Mm-hmm. But he, it's, it's only stretches with him. I think that Sabonis offers more stability. I think that while Miles Turner has higher peaks, Sabonis has a higher, um, a higher average. Mm. And, and that's what I would go with, at least for me. No, I agree with you. You know, there's also some other interesting guys on this roster, you know. Aaron Holiday was actually pretty good in stretches last year. I actually yep. I actually like him and also Brian Bowen, who I think they got undrafted this year. Uh, he was one of those guys who was in the whole Rick Pitino scandal <laughs> who couldn't <laughs> play. Um, I mean, I personally, I don't like, I don't think Doug Dermott's very good. I just don't, I just don't think he's very good. I remember no, there was no, my, my, or- <laughs> my dermatologist back in high school, this guy was a real hack. I, I remember he, he thought he thought he knew about the NBA. He was talk, trying to talk to me about it. He was like, "Oh man, what do you think about Dougie McBuckets, man? 
guy's uh, good. He's good. He's going to be good in the NBA. I was I laughed at his face. I said, fuck, what are you talking about? <laughs> this guy, oh, come on. What are we doing here? I need, I need to I need to leave this place. Anyway, um, but like, yeah, it's for me, yeah, I, I'm with you on that you can't really predict where this team is going. You can you can kind of just predict their best case best and worst case scenarios. Yeah, it's just it it all depends on the health of Oladipo. Hundred percent. And it just it's it's absolutely impossible to know about right now. Do you think that there's a second star that they could potentially flip? Turner and something else for? Mm, I'm not sure. I think that I think that the Celtics are a potential landing spot for Turner. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I don't see how they make that work unless it's some kind of Hayward and Hayward, yeah. what? Hayward is 100% in that deal. Yeah, and maybe Hayward and. Maybe the Celtics decide they don't want to pay Jalen Brown, like Hayward and Brown for Ooh. Turner and something else. I don't know. I, I don't like that trade at all. That's yeah, me neither. That's why I don't even like know where to finish that. But just something along there. Hayward is from Indiana. Uh, I think I think that that's a potential place right there. Throw Sonny um, Ojale in there. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but but let, let's move on to another team. Let's do it. So let's let's go to the. Uh, Detroit Pistons, okay. who have probably the weirdest roster in the entire league. Yes, La- this is actually, year, <laughs> this is in fact year, continuing their legacy Detroit, of weird yeah. fucking rosters. Weird rosters. Last year they won 41. This year they're expect they're at 37 projected. And even that, just like, I don't like this roster. I'm under. I'm under. I, I see that too. I just... Blake Griffin got hurt at the end of last year, and I just, they don't have a single guy on their team besides Luke Kennard, and I guess actually Luke Kennard and Blake Griffin, who I feel comfortable taking a three-pointer in, not even a playoff game, just the fourth quarter of a game. <laughs> like, like, like Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Thon Maker, Langston Gale. Alloway, Tony Snell, Bruce Brown. Like, those are their other options for, or Derek Rose, Markeith Morris, Tim Frazier. Those are their other options of guys that would be on the court. Christian Wood. Okay, fine. Christian Wood, too. He's not shooting a three pointer either. <laughs> I, I, I'm very curious to see how they actually play the game of basketball this year because I'm not, I'm not too optimistic. And I feel like what's just going to happen early. Is they're gonna start off the season like three and nine. Blake Griffin's gonna get a little banged up. He's gonna miss a few weeks. They end up they end up being like seven and seven and twenty, and then they rule out Blake for the season. Just something like that. I don't I don't see it as Blake playing a lot of games. I don't like how their roster fits together. I see them winning probably about thirty four games, if that. I just don't like this team at all. No, I hate this team too. It makes no sense. They have they, they, people can't shoot threes. I thought that. I mean, well, in the words of Magic Johnson, in the NBA, you need toughness. <laughs> you don't do you need know three who, pointers. You need toughness. Do you know it's who Detroit? <laughs> okay, first of all, Detroit is paying Derrick Rose seven million, seven and a half million dollars. Ooh. 
Do you know who is their seventh highest paid player this year? Josh Smith. <laughs> They're still paying him five and a half million. Million dollars. Okay, seriously, how many times have I ever said on a podcast? How many times have I ever said on a podcast, never buy out a player? Yeah, you told me that. I wanted to buy the fuck out of Ronde. Yeah, that 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 one. I don't think you could have done that mid-season like that with one year on his deal. (laughs) You do something to get him out of there, like extradite him. I just this this roster this roster is going to be no fun to watch, no fun to even really talk about. I I just. I'm really just blown away by how they even put this together. Like, who's I? I can't. I can't tell you who the Pistons general manager is, so I'm actually gonna just Google it right now. Um, but what a Ed Stefanski. Ed Stefanski. Oh, oh, that, and that's because they, he's not even their GM. He's just their interim guy until they can actually find someone. Yeah, they're really making this uh, this job appealing. Yeah, they just gave. They really gave Dwayne Casey a pile of I don't want to say a pile of shit, but it's a pot of it's a pile of like weird like semi rusted metals and like decent clothes. This I mean that was a really bad analogy, but <laughs> but the Pistons are like a Williamsburg thrift shop. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like ninety percent of the good stuff in your closet, but the shit is weird. It's like fucking weird. It doesn't make sense. This, I have no idea what this team's like crunch time lineup is. I just know I, it has Luke Kennard out, Drummond, and Blake. Other than that, like who Reggie the fuck Jackson knows? and Tony Snell. People think Derrick Rose is good because of the fifty-point game. It, it like blows my mind. Derrick Rose was, like, just simply bad for the last Marquise quarter. Morris, was bad. Marquise Morris might be their third best three-point shooter. <laughs> Blake Griffin is the second best three-point shooter on this team. Five Luke is only 22. And Luke Kennard is going to shoot terribly from three-point this year because he's the only guy that can shoot a three, so he's just going to get doubled off of every screen. They really should. I mean, God... God damn, oh, this is terrible. I don't even want to talk about this team. It's just, it's it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard, this team. It just makes no sense. It's unpleasant. It's uncomfortable. There is it's- a realistic <laughs> chance that this year, Detroit rolls out a lineup of Derrick Rose, um, Der- Derrick Rose, Bruce Brown, Tony Snell, Thon Maker, and Andre Drummond. Oh, God. And with that, we're going to move on to the next team. <laughs> Because I don't even I don't even want to talk about this there's team. Nothing, They're just there's nothing to talk about with that. Let's just let that marinate. Just let that yeah. simmer. There's nothing so, else. So the next team is the Chicago Bulls. Escape, save the scores high <laughs> from basketball depression. Chicago Bulls won 22 games last year. This year they're projected for 33, an 11 game jump. Um. Their only major additions were Kobe White and Thomas Sadoransky, Thad Young, Luke Cornett. Just, I don't really know what they're trying to build here. Okay, um, I, have, I have an idea of what they're trying to build. The weird thing about the Bulls is that <laughs> ah, they're <laughs> trying to build two position by position. That's the problem with this team. They're like, okay, yep. this is what guard packs did. They said, okay, we got Markinen. Markinen. For those of us, for those of you who might be new to the podcast, I thought Laurie Markkinen was going to be the next Henry Ellenson mixed with 
Andrea Bargnani mixed with just another European white guy who was soft, who couldn't like rebound or block shots or was just a decent three-point shooter. Markkanen's great. I love Markkanen. He's I think really Markkanen is fucking fantastic. I He's do, great. I... He's only 22. He's 22. Yeah. He's damn good. Per- personally, their record this year, I'm going actually just under. I think that the, the, the Bulls are going to win 30 games. I think they're going to win 30 games. But back to the building of the team, I think they said, okay, we've got a power forward. You know what, guys? Let's draft a center. Power forward, center. We've got a shooting guard now, Zach Levine. He's a two. Otto Porter, he's a three. Kobe White, he's a one. We've got yep. one, two, three, four, five. We've got a starting lineup of five positions. Yeah. I think that's how they built this team. No, this team completely. Like, it, it, it doesn't completely make sense from the ideas of, like, logical basketball ideas of spacing and ball movement and team defense and the 2019 NBA and who the fuck their coach is, you know? It doesn't make sense from that standpoint. That's the problem. No, I completely agree. What do you I think com- about Kobe White? I have no idea. I'm not even going to pretend to really know anything about him. All I've seen from him is, is his limited time in Summer League. Um, I I don't I don't even know enough to really make an opinion on him. I just know that Thomas Sadransky is uh, probably their second best player. <laughs> That's it. Wow, I like Sadransky. I wouldn't go that far, obviously. They well, to, who's who's better? I, I mean, okay, maybe okay, third best player, but I don't I don't like Zach Levine at all. Like technically, yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Zach Levine detractor. You, you, look, Will, Will, this is me. This is me. <laughs> Zach Levine is, he's, he's, he, he, Zach Levine has a vengeance against ball movement. Zach Levine is like the Hannibal Lecter of ball movement. Every time he sees ball movement, he's like, guys, we got to put a stop to this. That's what <laughs> Zach Levine is. <laughs> he's on a crusade. Yeah. Anyway. The um, but like, yeah. it's it's. I mean, I, I mean, on paper, you know, Levine and I guess Otto Porter are better than Sadoransky. The Sadoransky is a good bench guy. Like that young, you know, is is still good. If the Bulls were smart, you know, they'll trade him for something if they can. Same thing yeah. with Sadoransky, just to get more value, I think. Oh, and and by the way, they still have Chris Dunn. Yeah, it's nobody's into Chris Dunn at this point. Chris Dunn is like that. That Chris Dunn the, is done. Chris. Dunn. Facts. Chris Dunn was that girl at the dance that people were kind of into, you know, people, but there weren't really any better options. So people talked themselves to going out with him. And then now you're stuck with Chris Dunn when there's a lot of better options. And Chris Dunn's still like kind of young, but people are just kind of over him at this point. It's sad, you know. I, I hope I Chris mean, Dunn right, can right, turn it around, but he's just not good, really. Rightfully so. Who Who's, okay, without looking, who's older, Zach Levine or Chris Dunn? Same age. Zach Levine is a year younger. Oh, whoa. Jesus Christ. That's why people are so down on Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn's old as shit. Chris Dunn is entering his fourth year, and he played four years in college. Yeah, man. These four-year college guys, man. They sneak up on you. Denzel Valentine is 25. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Denzel Valentine is such a weird player. I always think about him when I'm talking about college guys. 
who are in their third or fourth year who are like good, but I you really, see, really have no idea they're fit on an NBA roster. I could see. See, the problem with this team is they have so many guys that I like, just again, not on this team. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see Denzel Valentine on the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that he could. I think that he could win Sixth Man of the Year on the Spurs. I agree with that. But on the Bulls, he's gonna shoot like thirty-two percent. And there's a lot of guys like that. Like, like, can someone save my man Wendell Carter Jr.? Yes, yes, preach. I just, preach. I just don't like the fit. And I don't, why did they sign Thad Young? Like, like, I, I don't, I don't get a lot of the moves they did. Their roster seems like it's probably going to win about 35 to 39 games. And we'll it's think going they're going to get the eight seed. It's as simple as that. They're, they're going for the playoffs. They're really, they really think that they're going to make the playoffs. It has to be Which, what it is. Okay, right? How many guys on their team are... Okay, so let's, let's pretend for a second that, they, that this is actually the Warriors of last year. So a pretty thin bench. Okay. How many of these guys are playing in that are playing in an NBA Finals game. Markkanen, Porter. Am I allowed to say I like Antonio Blakeney? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can say it. <laughs> it. It's something that you can physically say. <laughs> I don't not like Antonio Blakeney. He's just not. You know, Someone I would want in a... Yeah. NBA Finals yeah. game, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm with you. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, I mean, Thad Young. Thad Young, like, Sadoransky. Uh, but the problem is they're young guys. I don't know. I just, again, I don't like this team. Thad Young's paying, getting paid $13 million this year. And, and, then they hired, and then they hired John Beeline as their coach, who was a great college coach. Oh, that's, Cle- that's Cleveland. That's Cleveland. We, got, we still got Jimmy Boylan Oh, here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is Cleveland. You're right. I'm, I'm, skip, I'm skipping. <laughs> we got, we, we okay. got good old Jim Boylan, Will. No, no, We're you're right. Yeah, I, had, I have both of my, I have my, my Bulls tab and my Cavs tab open right up next to each other because we're doing Cavs next. So I yeah, saw really Cavs so. and thought Beeline. Anyway, so they, and, and they have Jim Boylan as their coach who, like, is he the worst coach in the league? Probably. <laughs> Probably. It's it's quite possible. I mean, even though he seemed to like kind of patch things up, I mean, to his credit last year. They had the to form I mean, a leadership committee because they were too afraid to talk to him. It was a revolt. It was a, yeah, it was a full revolt. revolt. He made NBA players run suicides. It's insane. That's something insane. I have my, my middle school and high school teams that I coach do. <laughs> you know why? Because they're not making millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, my God. What a, you, know what a... who, you know who used to do that with the Celtics? Well, yeah, Rick, Rick Pitino. Pitino. Rick Pitino. Okay, again. Following in the legacy of... Rick, Rick, Rick Pitino so, on the Celtics is, is like another suicide. example. He was like another example of like... Like, how did everyone not see this? He's like, let's full court press for 48 minutes a game for 82 games a year. Mm. Like, like, are you really going to tell an NBA player to full court press the end? Fuck off. I would have said that Antoine Walker would have strangled him, but he could have just sat on him and it would have gotten the, the job done quicker, Oof. honestly, at that point. Oof. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else to add to the Bulls? <laughs> um, 
Uh, no, it's it's a weird team. Their best case scenario, I think, this year is that though they're kind of in the fringe of playoff contention, they at least figure out what they have. If you know, if, no, I think that their best case scenario, yeah, their best case scenario is if they actually like if their starting lineup this year is like Archie Diakono. Sorry, not Archie Diakono. Sorry, not Archie. Diakono, Sadoransky, Levine, Porter, Thad Young, and Markinen. That could maybe sneak into the eighth seed. Yeah. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't love their team. I'm with I you. I don't love their team. On to the next one. On to the next one. The Cavaliers. This is the Jim, uh, the uh, John Beeline coach team. Yes. Um, not the other one. So th- this roster is going to be the worst roster in the league, I think. The, it's safe to say for me that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be making a beeline for last place <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. 19, 19 wins last year, uh, projected 24 and a half this year. Even that feels high. I think they end up trading Kevin Love pretty pretty early in the season. I see him ending up on the Blazers or the Heat um, or the Timberwolves, one of those three teams. Actually, mm-hmm. Or oh, four teams, uh, or the or the Cavs, because James Jones is there and he likes to give up assets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 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 Phoenix, uh, Minnesota, Portland, or Miami are my four teams that I think Kevin Love will end up on. One of them, pretty early in the season. Other than that, though, I just I mean this this roster has how many legitimate NBA players? This roster is still like recovering from LeBron. Yeah, and the I don't farther that in a way, they, they get away LeBron, from LeBron, the farther gosh. they get away from LeBron, the more impressive it is that he played on this team. Yeah, it's bad. Larry now, Nance is making $13 million this year. Well, that wasn't them. That was the uh, that was the Lakers who paid him. Yeah, that's still fucking bad. Wait, Thompson's making $19 no, they million. Did they did pay him. They did pay they him. They paid him that? Yes, they Why? did. Why? They did. Why would they do that? It was uh, it was Jordan Clarkson like, that came on that came on contract to them. Oof, still making now, thirteen point four. Jesus, I, I like um, I like. Are the, the guys Cavs capped team? out? Like they have so many bad contracts still. Brandon Knight's making fifteen million dollars. So, well, sixteen million dollars, and that's <laughs> almost an all star in Detroit. Brandon Knight to you. <laughs> They, they have, John they have, Henson's making ten million. What is this roster? They it's have, insane. This roster is like Jovis a graveyard. And I just okay. So on their roster, I like Jetty Osman. The fact that you minus Kevin Love, Jetty Osman might legitimately be their best player. <laughs> he kind of might. Who knows? With you know, Darius Garland is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think this. Oh, year. I like Darius Garland a lot. I just don't. I don't like anyone on this roster, like, in this situation. Again, it's like, I was very high on Darius Garland before the draft, and I remember I even said on this podcast, I thought Darius Garland would might be better than John Morant. Actually, I believe I said he will be better than John Morant. Um, I, I, take say- I take that back. I take that back just okay. because if he had gone to literally any other team, I would have stuck with that. Yeah. He's going to be competing for minutes and the ball with Colin Sexton. And they have, again, similar to the Pistons, how many guys do they have that can shoot a three-pointer? 
Ugh, we're gonna bring back Nick Stauskas. Oh God, I can't believe Stauskas was a bust. He, I can't either. He's, he's yeah, one of our. He's one of our. He's one of our collective busts to be shared. <laughs> if we, he really is. Remember that that fucking video? I remember, I, bro. We were dead ass watching that video of him making like sixty three pointers in a row in the fucking library. Yeah, we were. We were sitting on those comfy chairs really and we stumbled into his YouTube channel, and all he did was <laughs> post videos of himself like draining sixty three pointers in a row, it's and fantastic. I was like. I was like, this dude's going to be Corver. He's going to be J.J. Redick. Like, he's going to be... This dude's incredible. And he can dunk. Yeah, I, I was in on him. He's still only 25, but yeah, him, I'm done with... That him and R.J. Hunter might be my two my two worst picks. God, I don't still, know why R.J. Hunter was bad. I don't know. I'm, to this day, I am shocked that R.J. Hunter did not end up as a good NBA player. At least with James Young, there's, like, an understanding, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a reasoning. <laughs> like, with well, James Young, Jared, James Young might legitimately be the best D-League player of all time. <laughs> James Young in the D-League is like Chris Middleton against the Celtics. James Young and Jimmer Fredette in the D-League is like Stephen Clay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. You know what I saw? Anthony Bennett is, was averaging, like, 16 points a game last year in the G-League. Okay. You know he's on the Rockets? He's on the Rockets? Yeah, they signed him to, a, to a, take a training camp deal or something. Is he on the Canada national team? I don't know. He, he, he's pro- he probably pulled out to preserve his body. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I wish all the Canada players could play together so it would be Wiggins and Anthony Bennett together again. <laughs> and Kelly Olenek. That would be great. That would be hilarious to watch. Anyway, so back, back to this Cavs team. Is it safe to say... <laughs> It's just safe to say that their best case scenario is them just being absolute shit and getting the number one pick next year. I would, I would say, I would completely agree with you on that. With the, with the asterisk that like Darius Garland like shows something. Here's the thing: I'm not expecting anything from Darius Garland this year. Darius Garland can redshirt, redshirt, <laughs> said redshirt. <laughs> he can redshirt this season for all I give a damn. He played like four games last year. He had a nice four games, clearly, but he played like four games. The man is raw. Darius Garland is four, is is four to five inches taller than me. I'm like five ten, I guess. Um, Darius Garland six two. Darius Garland weighs about six pounds more than me. Yeah, that's and Darius Garland plays in the NBA. <laughs> like. I'm just saying, that's like kind of a problem. Here, here's that's kind my, of a problem. Here's my problem with the Cavs. I don't like anyone on their team very much <laughs> besides like Jetty and Garland. And even if they tank four out of the top five prospects for this coming draft are point guards. Yeah. I like so, Kevin Porter Jr. I like Kevin Porter Jr. though. I thought that was a good pick. Maybe, but he's just another guard. Yeah. They have no, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's this team is still kind of waiting for this season to be over so more of their bad contracts can actually expire so they can actually get other bad contracts to get assets for taking on them. Yeah. That's another problem. I mean, the 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 the, the Cavs have a backcourt of let me let me do some quick math calculations. The the th- <laughs> <laughs> the Cavs are paying Clarkson, Delavadova, and Brandon Knight. Well, for that, thirty-eight million dollars this year. That's insane. That's crazy. Hey, that is. That's it's crazy. less than forty. It's less than forty. 
And you know, <laughs> and you know what they say. You know what they say. If you can get Della Vadova, Clarkson, and Knight for less than forty million dollars, you do it. <laughs> Darius Garland's raw. I just, I mean, sex. I'm, it's bad. <laughs> oh man, sex ed in schools. They should just call it. They should just say use condoms. Don't do the Darius Garland. That's all they should do. I, I really think so. Darius Garland needs. <laughs> no, Darius Garland. I, I have faith in him, but hey, you know what? Oh, oh my god, I might as well. I might as well actually just solve the high school sex ed talk. Their yeah. motto should literally just be, um, like, pull a, a pull a Bruno Caboclo. You're two years away for of being for away from being two years away from having sex, and don't and you don't want to be that raw. Yo. <laughs> Don't be raw like Mo Bamba. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. Right, so we so, solved we solved problems on the scores hive. On yeah, the scores table. Basically, the scores okay. hive needs to take this to the Supreme Court. We are out here, Will. We are out here. So basically, basically with the Cavs, best case scenario is they suck and get the number one pick, but Garland at least looks pretty good. Yeah. Worst case scenario is Garland looks terrible. Sexton doesn't look good either and then they slip to like the number five pick there's just it's not there's not much really to say about the Cavs. yep on to All the right. next one let's, 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 <laughs> yeah on to our on to our final topic here about carmelo anthony which we and... are going to spend a few uh, literally just a few minutes on and it, and it loops right into the kyrie irving panic meter dun, 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 dun. Your favorite section, everybody, Scores Hive. Welcome to the Kyrie Panic Meter. For those who are new to the podcast or need their memory refreshed, with Will being a Celtics fan, that was scorned by the wrath and bullshit of Kyrie. And me as a Brooklyn fan who now has him on my team, every week we grade panic or happiness with Kyrie on my team on a scale of 1, not panicked at all, to 10, trade this fucking guy now. Now we are here this week section. So here's the thing, Will. I'm enjoying just another day in my life, you know, maybe cruising around New York, eating some fantastic foods. And what do I see on my phone? I see Kyrie and KD want the Nets to sign Carmelo Anthony. And you know what I say to myself? I say, you know what? If Carmelo wants to just, like, sit sit on the bench and, like, maybe play some garbage time minutes or if he was on the court, like he could like move the ball. I love Carmelo. As I sit in my room right now, I've got a Carmelo jersey on one of the walls. Which I don't know if I'm I don't think I'm supposed to have shit on the walls, but fuck that. <laughs> I'm I'm doing what I want here. I don't give a damn. Anyway, um I fuck with Carmelo, but I don't want him he I don't see how he fits on this team unless he actually ch- he turns over a new leaf and changes who he is. And yeah. right now, for me, my panic meter is at a 6.57-ish with okay. Kyrie, with the potential to get to a 7.5, a, a beeping 7.5, a, <laughs> a, an alarming 7.5 if they sign Carmelo. Because yeah, if I'm so, Sean Marks, if this, you know what I'm doing if I'm Sean Marks and Kyrie is not fucking signing agent, Carmelo? If, if they tell me to sign Carmelo, I'm saying Kyrie KD. I love you guys. Happy to but have we, you here. But, but we just paid DeAndre Jordan $10 million. Stop asking for things. Friend $40 million. Nobody was going to give him $5 million a year. 
Yeah. Maybe five. Someone might have given him five million for three years. You got, yeah, a lot of, I just, got a lot of balls asking for Carmelo Anthony to be on this team. And we yeah. just gave DeAndre $40 million fucking so, dollars. So, so well, we have two centers on the damn team already. We're good. Today's Carmelo Anthony news is that his camp is, quote, aggressively fighting negative perceptions. And they are telling teams that he's interested in, uh, that, that he wants to go to, such as the Nets and the Sixers, that he was scapegoated in OKC and Houston, and he can be an asset in handling the media. Okay, here's the thing. I think that Carmelo was scapegoated a tiny bit. I actually think he was scapegoated a tiny bit, because in Houston... That whole thing with Jeff, uh, what's his name? The defensive coordinator. Oh, um, uh, Jeff Bezelik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that guy was gone, and Carmelo was such a massively different player than, even when Carmelo's playing well, than Ariza and Bamute. I mean, they're, they're completely different. It's a different stratosphere, the type of player they are, um, just stylistically. I, I think that Carmelo got scapegoated a little bit, but at the same time, I think that he was just bad in OKC. Let me though, let me tell you why he was I not. I can understand being bad with Bres- with Westbrook. But here's the thing: if you're Carmelo's camp, taking the "woe is me" route, exactly, not, it's everyone else's fault, but not mine. That's Show some humility. It's stupid. It's stupid. Show some humility. Say that you made mistakes, and now you're willing to change. Take the contact Dwight Howard's PR people. <laughs> now. Now, I'm actually going to disagree with you about Houston because okay. Carmelo, I don't believe, was scapegoated at all. Okay. After they cut him, they immediately got better. Yeah. They started the year off pretty badly. They cut him. They improved. In addition, Houston, for their entire— Carmelo Anthony played about 11 games for them. In those 11 games, he finished for the entire year— Third, on the Rockets in mid-range jump shot attempts. Jesus Christ. So he That's did. He made bad. absolutely no effort to change his game on that team. He was just like, oh, I'm coming off the bench. That's changing my game. But he played the exact same style he always has. There is no reason why, why you should be third on the team in mid-range attempts when you played only about 15% of the entire season. That's dead ass hilarious. That's in, that's that's incredible. That's like legitimately impressive. Like shout out to Melo for that. Man. I have, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I just I I don't I don't. Yeah, maybe he was scapegoated a little bit, but all the numbers are against him. All of the stories are against him, and all of the seeming facts are against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just he doesn't get it. And do I think Carmelo still belongs in the league? Not with his current attitude. If he wants to take the Dwight Howard approach of, I made mistakes, but I'm trying to change. And all I want to do is just be a leader and just make the, make the little plays. Mm-hmm. Then, he, then he has a place in the league. But yeah. he... he even to this day, trying to get an NBA contract, he's not saying those things. So I, if I was a team, I wouldn't sign him. No, I'm with you, bro. At this point, it just kind of seems like the ship has sailed. It just doesn't. I, I, I don't know if he's getting that contract. It just seems 
at this point, the positive of having Melo on your roster doesn't seem like it outweighs the problems. Exactly. That's kind of what it ultimately comes down to for me right now. Also, if you're a team like the Clippers, the Lakers, or the Nets, the, the, or the Sixers, the four teams that he's, he's rumored to be linked to, mm-hmm. you have so much media attention on you, and you have guys that are already questionable media guys. Not, just, not really the Clippers, not really the Clippers, but the other guys that, that are very media, um, yeah, they're very attached to the media. Or in some cases, mentally unstable. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. And now you're going to add in Carmelo Anthony, who the second you sign him, the entire focus of your team is going to shift to, you have Carmelo Anthony. Tell us about Carmelo Anthony. Why'd you sign Carmelo Anthony? Like, you know? Yeah. It's, that's it's not worth it for a team. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, sure. unless you're a team like the Knicks, who are like, well, we're gonna, like, we're not gonna be good anyway. Like, let's just sign Carmelo and sell some more jerseys, I guess. But even yeah. even that, I even that, it's like, I, why why would they do that though? Like, they're gonna sell jerseys anyway. Not, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Scores Table. Um, if you're new. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe. Leave us a rating, review. We appreciate it. Um, we'll be back pretty regularly. We'll probably be back next week uh, with part three going into the Western Conference of previewing every team. And whatever random news also comes up at that time. So thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you.